Jewish audio on Chabad.org. Welcome, continuing in the laws of brachos, blessings, peirik sheni, seder birchas hamozon kachi. We learned earlier that the biblical precept of blessing is the grace after meals, is the birchat hamazon, the prayer we say after eating a full meal. So he says here, what is the order of Birchat HaMozon. Grace After Meals is comprised, as anybody who owns a, what's called today, bencher knows, it's comprised of a series of blessings. Rishayna, the first blessing is Birchas, the blessing which begins, Hazon es ha'olam kulo betuvo b'cheinu b'chesedu b'rachman. It ends, Baruch Hashem, Hazon es That's the blessing, thanking God for sustaining us Sustenance. Shniyah. Shniyah, the second blessing is Birchasa Oretz, a blessing thanking God for granting us the gift called Eretz Yisrael, Israel. We thank you, God our God, that you bequeath to our forefathers. A desirous land, a wonderful land, an abundant land, a blessing for the land. Shlishi's the third blessing is Bone Yerushalayim, a prayer thanking God for Jerusalem, or nowadays requesting the rebuilding of Jerusalem. And that's the Rachem Hashem Elokeinu, Al Yisrael Amecha, Al Yerushalayim Mirecha, have compassion, God our God on Israel, your people, on Jerusalem, your city, and so on. Revius, the fourth blessing is called Hatov v'hametiv, he who is good and who does good, and that's the blessing that was added later, <clears throat> as we will learn. Now, to define, who composed the first blessing, Moshe Rabbeinu Tikna, Moses, Moshe Rabbeinu, our teacher Moshe, ordained and instituted the first blessing. And basically, Moshe Rabbeinu brought the manna down from heaven, and he sustained the Jewish people in an impossible situation for 40 years. <clears throat> so Moshe said, this is no simple subject, we have to thank Hashem. And that's simply the blessing, thanking Hashem for sustaining us. Shnia, the second blessing, who was the leader who was privileged to bring the Jewish people into Israel? Yoshua. Tikin Yoshua. Joshua ordained the second blessing. No Hashem And it ends, Baruch Hashem al al Thanking God for the land and the food it produces, or for the land and the food. Shlishi is the third blessing. Tikin was ordained by David Ushlomo Beno, by King David and his son King Solomon, because King David is the one that founded, purchased and founded and established Jerusalem, and King Solomon built it. So this is the city of David. They are the ones that ordained the blessing for Jerusalem. And of course, as time went on and Jerusalem was destroyed, the blessing 
evolved into a blessing asking God to rebuild Jerusalem. And to rebuild the Beis HaMikdash. Revius and the fourth blessing, Chachmei Mishnah Tiknuhu, the sages of the Mishnah instituted that blessing. And in the Gemara Brochus, the Talmud relates that this blessing goes back to the Bar Kochva revolt time. When the revolt was put down by the Romans, there was a horrific, horrific massacre. And hundreds and hundreds of thousands of Jews were killed in Betar. And not only did the Romans massacre hundreds and hundreds of thousands of Jews, but they forbade burial of these Jews. And the corpses lay there untouched. And years passed before they gave permission to bury the dead. When they finally did, the sages went and they were amazed to see a tremendous miracle had transpired. The corpses remained 100% complete and did not decay and did not rot. Hundreds of thousands of corpses for many years. And was not attacked by predators. And that's when they composed this blessing, thanking Hashem for the tremendous miracle. First of all, that the Romans allowed them to be buried, because burial in Jewish law is a tremendous mitzvah and privilege. And for the miracle of allowing the bodies to remain undecayed, and that's the history of the blessing, which is commonly known as Hatov that God did good, and it's a fairly sad historical background, but uh, this is the story, Al-Haruge Betar, it was made for those slain in Betar when the Romans put down the Bar Kochva revolt, which was a difficult period in Jewish history. Bayes, paragraph 2. Now that we've established that there are four blessings in the series of blessings which make up grace after meals, <clears throat> what about <clears throat> if you have employees, workers? What is the meaning of an employee? Someone is paying them to do something. They're working for somebody. The employees are working for an employer. And they ate their lunch. They're going to sit down and do a whole long benching on somebody else's clock. And you have to pay them for it. He says, Technically, the workers do not have to make a blessing before they eat. Because it's only a rabbinic ordinance. And here they're on somebody else's clock. This is not observed today. But we're talking about the evolution of the halacha. And there's a leniency. <clears throat> that after their meal, they can get away with only two blessings. In order they should not neglect the work of their employer. What do we mean two blessings? Which ones do we skip? The first blessing is as it was ordained. And the second blessing becomes a combo blessing. Peseach, the Birchasa he opens up with Nodelacha, 
Al ha'oretz, al shinchalto eretz chemdo, thanking God for Israel. The Kailoba, and he incorporates within this blessing an abridged version of Bona Yerushalayim, of asking God to rebuild Jerusalem. The Chesim, and the conclusion is the conclusion of the second blessing, but incorporating the context of the third blessing. That is, if they're on the clock and they're being paid. But if they're working, you know, you see guys on the freeway will work for food. If they're working only for food, or the boss was sitting with them, then they're working for food, then they're on their own time. And if the boss is sitting there, then they all should bench together, Kishar, Kol, Odom, like all other people. And again, nowadays, it's acceptable for everybody to do the complete Birchas HaMozan, and we don't take advantage, according to most halachic uh, opinions. Gimel 3, Birchas Oretz. There are many specifications in the blessing for Israel, thanking God for Israel, blessing number two. First of all, we have to thank God at the beginning of the blessing as well as at the end of the blessing. That's why we begin. No delacha. Thanking God. We thank God at the end for the land and the food. Furthermore, Anyone who did not clearly recite the words, a delightful land, a good land, an abundant land, a precious land, does not fulfill his obligation, because we have to compliment Hashem, we have to thank Hashem for the beauty, for the abundance. We also need to mention the covenant. And also the Torah, we have to mention Torah. And we have to mention the covenant before the Torah. Because the covenant, the bris that is mentioned in the second blessing of Birchas HaMozon, which bris is it? <coughs> it's the bris, he bris milah, the covenant of circumcision. Thirteen times in the Bible, the word bris is mentioned in conjunction with the circumcision, and therefore it's very important to thank God for this covenant as well. And the Torah itself, there are three usages of the word bris, as it says, Therefore, when we're thanking God for Eretz Yisrael, we're also thanking God for bris milah, for circumcision. We're also thanking Hashem for Torah. And therefore, if you go through the verbiage of the second blessing, Nodelacha, Hashem Elokeinu, Al Shinchalto Laboseinu, Eretz Chemda, Tova, Urechava, Val Sheitzesono Hashem Elokeinu, Miaras Mitzrayim, Updisono Besabadim, Al Brischa, Shechasamto Bifsoreinu, and for the covenant of circumcision, that you sealed within our flesh, for the Torah, for the statutes. So that is, in fact, instituted in the language of the second blessing of Birchas HaMozan. So what you have now is clearly an historical overview of how Birchas HaMozan came about. 
That's the second blessing. What about the third blessing? Dalit for Bracha Shlish is the third blessing. Poseach boy begins. Rachem Hashem Elokeinu Al Yisrael Amecha. God, please have compassion on us and on Israel, your people. Val Yerushalayim Irecha. On Jerusalem, your city, and upon Zion, the dwelling place of your glory. And this is the prayer. Give or take a couple of words, depending upon the versions that we have. Or the Rambam has another alternative version. Comfort us with Jerusalem. The conclusion of blessing number three is Bone Yerushalayim. We say Bone Berachamov Yerushalayim, Amen. Or Menachem Ama Yisrael Bebinyan Yerushalayim, the various forms. Therefore, Nikra Brachazu, this blessing is called in short the blessing of Nechama, comfort. Because here we are, the Jewish people, the center of our very essence, Jerusalem, has been destroyed. So we pray for rebuilding and we pray for comfort. Which people who say <clears throat> that Jerusalem and Israel, has not always been at the center of Jewish life, simply don't bench. They don't do the Birchus Amozan. Because that's an essential component, which we say two or three times a day, or however many days we do Birchus Amozan, in one form or another. We're soon going to learn that the Al Hamichya, the blessing we say for cake or wine or fruit, also is a bracha. Me'ain Sholosh, which is made up of an abridged version of these three blessings. So it also talks about Jerusalem. Anybody who does not mention the Davidic dynasty in this blessing, does not fulfill his obligation. Because that's the gist of the bracha. There is no complete comforting of the Jewish people. Only with the return of the sovereignty of the house of David, the liberation of Jerusalem, the rebuilding of the Holy Temple, and the king who is a descendant of King David reigning over the Jewish people, and that's Mashiach. Hey, five, Bishabos, on Shabbos. On holidays, he begins with the blessing of Nechama, which is Rachem no Hashem the third blessing. And he ends, He recites the holiness of the day in the middle of that blessing. How does it work? Maschil, he begins either Nachmenu Hashem Elokeinu B'Tzion Yerecha, or in our language, Rachem Hashem, or Rachem Da Hashem Elokeinu, Ha'israel HaMechal Ha'ishlaim Yerecha, that's the beginning of blessing three. Or Messiah, and he finishes, Menachem Amma Yisrael B'Bin Yerushalayim, or Bonei Yerushalayim, or as we say, Bonei Berachem of Yerushalayim, Amen. And in the middle of the blessing, he enters, he inserts a blessing for Shabbos, or the Chag, or whatever the situation is. On Shabbos, he says, God and the God of our forefathers, and so on and so forth. I'll read it in English here. Oh God, our God and God of our fathers, may it please you, God, God our Lord, to strengthen us through your mitzvahs and through the mitzvahs of this great and holy seventh day, for this day is great and holy before you. 
you for us, before you for us to refrain from work and rest on it with love in accordance with the commandment of your will. In your good will, God our Lord, grant us tranquility and prevent distress, evil, and sorrow on the day of our rest, and so on. And this is the language of Ritzei, the Shabbat insert of the Birchas Hamosin. On holidays, Eimer, he says, Ya mentioning the holiday, Pesach, Shuas, Sukkot, Shmini Atzeres, and so on. Similarly speaking, on the new moon, on the intermediate days of the festival, in the middle of the third blessing, that's the famous festival insert. What about Hanukkah or Purim? It's in the middle of the second blessing. Similar to the fact that he adds in the prayer, the Ve'al Hanisim as well. And he says here that since Hanukkah and Purim are rabbinic holidays, which are not associated with an additional sacrifice offering, therefore they're mentioned not in the third blessing, which is the blessing of the Beis Hamikdash, which would have to do with sacrifices, but the second blessing is more appropriate for it because it mentions miracles and holidays like Purim and Hanukkah, go with the miracles. What if Yom Tev or Rosh Chodesh comes out on Shabbos? We have Ritzei, Ritzeinu first, and then Yalav Rosh Chodesh Tevis comes out on Shabbos. You have Al Anisim in the second blessing, Ritzei and Yalav in the third blessing. Zayin Seven, Brachar Now comes the fourth blessing. Tzarech Lahaskir Ba Sholish Malchius. The idea of God's kingship must be mentioned three times. And if you think about the verbiage of the beginning of the fourth blessing, Baruch HaTo Hashem Elokeinu Melech HaOlam, Hakelavinu, Malkeinu, and so on, Adireinu, Amelech HaTo, Melech, Melech, a lot of underscoring of king. When a guest is doing the grace after meals in his host's home, it's appropriate to add a blessing for the host. And that's in the version of most, Birchat HaMazot. Kate Sadaimberi says, One expression is, may it be God's will, that this host should not be ashamed or embarrassed, not in this world, not in the other world. And there are various versions of that. Has permission to add the blessing and detail some specific requests when it comes to his host. He should win the lottery. His wife should learn how to cook. Eight. Some people have a custom when the blessing is said in a mourner's house, and he brings down here that this is only observed, when ten or more people make this blessing in a mourner's house, which is unusual, and that's why it fell out of practice in most societies. But the Rambam brings down, the living God, who does good, God of truth, is a true judge, Shafet Betzedek, who judges Righteously, Shalit Beilame rules his world, Lassus Beikutsene to do as he wishes, 
Shanachnu Amei Vavada, we are his people, his servants, and even though in this house people are mourning, they still are obligated to express their blessing and thanks to Hashem. And in that prayer, people would ask Rachman for compassion, on the mourner, to comfort him, as they want to, and he goes and picks up with the Harachamon and continues. And he brings down that in the Rambam's version, there were many harachmons which were added. And in our version, there's also a bunch of harachmons. Asking God, the compassionate, to bless us this and bless us here and so on. What about a groom and a bride? What we call Sheva Brochas. Bebeis chasanim, in the house of a groom. Mevorchem, we make birchas chasanim, the blessing of the groom. Achar arba brachaselo at the end of these blessings. Bachol suda besuda shechem sham at every meal. This is called sheba brachos, the seven special blessings. Vein mevachem brachazu leavodim leavodim And slaves don't make this blessing. Miners don't make this blessing. It has to be a full fledged adult Jew. Ad kama mevachem brachazu. How long do we continue to recite this blessing? Imaya alman shenas almona. If it was a widower who married a widow, it's only made on the first day. But if a bachelor, Shanasa Almana, marries a widow, a almond or a widower, Shanasa Psulo married a virgin, just one of them being new to, the, to a marriage is enough to have a week, seven days of Sheva Brachas. Ten. <coughs> This blessing which we add in the house of a groom, refers to specifically the last of the Sheba Brachas. <clears throat> and he's going to enumerate in the next halacha the Sheba Brachas. When does this apply? When those who eat are the same ones who were at the wedding and heard the blessings. But if there were others who didn't already hear the blessing, you don't have to just do one bracha, you could do all seven. And I don't know if you've ever noticed at a Sheva Brachas, very often you see people searching for a Panim Chadoshos. Have you, is there a ponim chadoshes here? Ponim chadoshes. What's a ponim chadoshes? It's exactly what we're learning now. A new face. You need somebody there who was not at the previous blessings to enable us to make the blessings again. And that's why it's customary to invite people to a Sheva brachas who have not been at the wedding. So we can do the brachas. That's ponim. Next time you're at a Sheva brachas and they're looking for a ponim chadoshes, you can say, I know, I learned that in the Rambam. <laughs> now I understand. The who, even with a new face, Shiyu Asora, there has to be ten. You can count the groom as well. And now he enumerates the seven blessings, which I'm not going to go through. And they are in various versions, thanking Hashem, and so on. Twelve. Shachach Velehiske Bishab, Sebiyamtim Kedushas Hayyim. The following rules apply when a person who is reciting the grace after meals, the benching, on a Shambhas or on a Yom concludes the third blessing. 
he finishes Bone Berachma Birushalayim Amen and forgets to mention the aspect of holiness. Can you pass me a Chabad Siddur there, please? On this day. So what does he do? So if you have a Siddur, and I'm specifically referring to the Chabad Siddur, the Tehillah Hashem annotated edition. If you'll notice, the bottom of page 92, you conclude the third blessing, Bone Berachma Birushalayim Amen. And on page 93, page 93 is a page we usually skip because it's all in shaded color, but there's a list of makeup prayers which you do when you forgot to say this prayer, that prayer on Shabbos, on Yom Tov, and so on. A whole page of makeup prayers. That's exactly what we're learning now in the Rambam, in one form or another. If he remembered before he began the next blessing, he says, in, in our Siddur it says, Shenosan Shabosais Lamanucha Lama Yisrael Biahabo Laos Ulabris, which again is just a couple of words here and there. Barahata Hashem Mekadesh Hashabos Biyomtev Omer Anyomtev he says to make up between the third and fourth blessing Barah Ashenosan Yamim Tevim Lam Yisrael the Sasnal Simcha Barahata Hashem Mekadesh Yisrael Basmanim O Maschal and then he begins he begins the fourth blessing. If he remembers after he began the fourth blessing, then he stops where he is and he goes back to the blessing of Hazon. And these laws are complex. It's all spelled out in the Siddur 13. If he reminded himself before he began the fourth blessing, again, there's a make-up prayer. And he doesn't complete it. And he begins the fourth blessing, etc. But if he remembered after he began the fourth blessing, he completes it. Same goes for the intermediate days of Hanukkah and Purim, or Hanukkah and Purim. He does not go back. 14, Misha'acha. What if somebody ate? V'shochach and he forgot. V'leibedach and he does not. He did not do the birchas hamozon. He didn't do the grace after meals. Im niskar kedem shiyasakal amachol shebemeyav. If he remembered before the food digested within him. Chayzer umavarech he can still do the birchas hamozon. But once it's already digested, he cannot go back and do the blessing. And again, there are a lot of details here. Some of them are covered in the notes. Let me just read one note here. The Rambam defines this as long as he doesn't feel hungry after that meal. That means he's still full. He can still do the Birchus HaMozum. The Mogin Avram explains that the above only applies when he's eaten to the point of satisfaction. If, however, he's still hungry after eating, the fact that one feels hunger is not a sign that one's food has begun to digest. In that instance, the Taz says that one can recite grace within the time it takes to walk four milim 
after eating, which is 72 minutes according to most authorities, 96 minutes according to the Rambam. This figure, however, is not accepted by the Magan Abram and other authorities. So again, it's not a simple situation. It's always best to remember to bench. So also, if he just didn't realize that he didn't bench. He doesn't know. He goes back and does the benching, and that's because it's biblical in origin, provided that he did not already digest his food. And this would be the end of chapter 2 in the Laws of Blessings.